0: So, tonight, we are on the last of the 12 diagrams in the Drawing Man to Christ book. So, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. And while you turn there, I'm going to try to do a quick recap of the 11 other diagrams that we've looked at over the last couple of months, just to re- as a refresher. And to bring us to the last diagram, bringing it down to the full conclusion. So the first diagram we looked at is based off of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, which says, And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this to judgment. So with the diagram we looked at there, we showed that everyone's going to die. And once you die, there's going to be judgment. Um, and we established that judgment uh, is going to be before God. There's a couple other verses that go along with that diagram, but that was diagram number one. We're all going to die, and once we die, there's going to be judgment. And then the second diagram looked at Second Peter, chapter one, verses 16, <coughs> excuse me, through 21. I'm not going to read all of those again tonight. Um, and Pastor went over these in. Uh, message a couple weeks ago but it boils down to man is in life they're looking for truth God has put it on in our hearts in our DNA so to speak that we need we're looking for truth and we looked at there's different um, experiences that people look at experts or traditions but we were establishing the fact that the Bible claims to be the truth and gave uh, several different reasons behind that, all based off of uh, this passage in Second Peter. That was diagram number two. Diagram number three, we st- looked at Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We looked at some uh, of the Ten Commandments, gave the example of how sin is like missing the mark, and to be perfect in our life, we would have had to hit that bullseye Uh, every single day, every single chance for our whole life. And I gave the example of me being 32 and with 365 days in a year. And if I only had one chance to make a sinful or non-sinful choice, that would have been like some crazy crazy number, like 15,000 chances. And that was just one a day. If you... Factor in hundreds, uh, maybe thousands of choices you make in a day, making sure those are always lined up exactly with what the Bible said. It's impossible. But then we looked at some verses of how Jesus is the perfect example. He never sinned in deed, word, or thought. That was diagram number three. And that's one of the longer ones. Then we looked at diagram number four and saw how, because of our sin, we have earned death. But then we had the contrast and seeing that God offers a free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, his son. That was diagram number four, Romans 6.23. And now we started on the diagrams that is establishing who Jesus is and how, okay, God is offering him as a free gift. Well, how is he qualified? What is this free gift? And, like, why is Jesus the perfect one? So, we diagram number five, we looked at John one twenty nine, which talks about John the Baptist pointing to Jesus, saying, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And we saw some examples from the Old Testament, how Abraham was provided a lamb, or a ram, as a substitution for his son, Isaac, when God asked him to, by faith, offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And then we looked at uh, the Passover, uh, where that was established in Exodus, um, right before the 10th plague, and how, um, oh, side note, I, I double-checked. The Bible doesn't actually say the sons died. It just said firstborn, but um, that's beside the point. Uh, we were talking about that Sunday night. If you haven't heard that, uh, go back to the recording and listen to that. the people on the recording, of course. Um, but we looked at the Passover and how there was the example of the lamb provided, how they had to take a spotless, perfect lamb, cut its throat, sacrifice it, um, put the blood on their posts, and when the de- angel, death angel came, they passed over those houses and for those who didn't their firstborn died and that was another example it was pointing these are all pictures and there's many other examples in the old testament through the law through the day of atonement many other things actually i think the day of atonement had just come around if i remember seeing that correctly but uh, the jews still celebrate the passover even to this day um but these were all examples, pictures pointing to the Lamb of God, which John the Baptist was pointing out. And that was diagram number five. And then diagram number six, we looked at, okay, how is Jesus qualified to be this Lamb? How, do, how, how does he measure up? Then we looked at five different proofs from John chapter 5, verses 31 through 47. We looked at how, first of all, Jesus testified of himself, but then John the Baptist testified that he is the Messiah, that lamb. And we also saw how God testified uh, in, at both his um, baptism and at the Mount of Transfiguration that this is Jesus, my son, hear him. And Jesus' miracles also testified of, um, of him being the Messiah. Now, the interesting thing about those four things, those proofs happened in a certain point in time. Jesus was saying that he was the Messiah, and that happened several times throughout his life here on earth, but that was only in a certain period of time, three and a half years, where he was saying these things while on earth. John the Baptist was only around for a certain amount of time, uh, pointing to Jesus as the Messiah. God the Father audibly saying that this is my son in physical form here on earth, it only happened twice. In the miracles, yeah, Jesus did several miracles, but again, it was only during that time of three and a half years of Jesus' ministry on the earth. But we have the most sure word. We have the completed word of God, which testifies of Jesus Christ, and we still have this today, and this is our proof. This is our way of pointing others to Christ today. So we have those five different proofs. Of Jesus saying, uh, or proving, pointing to who Jesus is. That was Diagram 6. Diagram 7, we looked at Ephesians 2, 1, and 5, and we saw how we were dead in our sins, but as a result of God's power through the gospel, the dunamis power, the dynamite power of the gospel, we can be quickened through Christ, and by grace ye are saved. That was Ephesians 2. 1 and 5, just establishing that fact of like us, we're dead, we have no relationship with God, but because of the gospel, the dynamite power of God, we can have a relationship with God through the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And then diagram 8, we looked at Colossians 1 20 through 23, and just seeing how. Um, there are many different ways. A- after the fall, man wanted to do his own thing. They wanted to run. We want to run our own lives. We want to go our own way. We don't really want to submit to a God. Um, and just how there's a barrier between, our sin is a barrier between us and God. But then Christ is the one through his cross, we can have a relationship with God. That barrier can be broken down, and we don't have to be an enemy of God anymore. That was another long diagram. Then diagram number 9, we looked at 2 Corinthians 5, 21, which talks about how God made Jesus to be our sin. He literally put, Jesus became sin for us on the cross, And because of his shed blood, because of his death on the cross, if we accept God's free gift of salvation, God will see us as righteous. Not because of who we are, but because of Christ's death on the cross, his blood, God will see us as righteous if we but receive him. That was diagram number nine. Diagram number ten, we are getting into the point of like, okay, We've established that we're a sinner. Because if we're a sinner, we're going to die. We've earned death. God has offered a free gift of salvation, of a relationship with him through Christ. Christ is the perfect sacrifice. God has done what he needs to do, and he's offering us this gift. What do we need to do to receive that gift? And diagram number 10 talks about one side of that two headed coin, repentance. And we looked at how the, what the Bible says on how an example of repentance is re, uh, turning from idols. We looked at Acts 20 21, which talks about testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul saying that. And then we looked in 1 Thessalonians 1 9. Uh, the example of the uh, Thessalonican believers, how they turned from idols, and that was an act of repentance, and how for us today, or actually forever throughout human history, repentance is turning from idols and turning from our own way and turning toward God. So that was Diagram 10, talking about repentance, And then last week, we looked at the other side of that coin, faith, how repentance and faith go along with each other. They're two different things, but they do, they go back to back. They are, um, for salvation, they're, again, that two sides of the same coin. If you're going to have true faith, you're going to have repentance. If you're going to have repentance, you're going to have true faith because you're turning from yourself to God. And we looked at X twenty twenty one and X sixteen thirty one last week as well, and gave the example of the Great Blondin and how um, he could go across Niagara Falls with a wheelbarrow, and really the only person, uh, according according to history, the only one person who actually got into the wheelbarrow showed true faith in the Great Blondin and got he wheeled him across the Niagara Falls on a tightrope. So. That was those 11 diagrams quickly that we looked at over the last 11 times we've been together. Now, tonight, we just want to bring it all to a conclusion. John chapter 3, verse 3, which says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, the concluding point, including diagram of this book, and we did look at this example when we did this Bible study before, but uh, I'm going to do it again, um, but if you're doing these Bible studies, these drawings with someone, this is where you want to get to. You want to be like, okay, everyone has had a beginning in their life, and their birth, and then somewhere down the road, they have their death. Um For me, uh, well, I got married. We had another. We had a second baby, so I'll put Carly here, right here, because she's like, "Daddy, I'm hungry." But we had Carly. We had Anna. We got married. Marriage, uh, graduation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, there's many things you could put in your diagram. But really, what we're trying to use with this diagram is to point people to be like, okay, yes, this is going to happen in your life. You're going to have a birth. There's a time when you have begun. In this earth, there's a time where your time in this earth is going to be over. But the Bible tells us, John 3, 3, Jesus said in his document of Nicodemus, you must be born again. There has to be a specific time and place in your life where you have been born again. So we'll at John 3, 3. John 3, 3, which talks about born again. Again now for me that born again point was about right here uh, about a year before I graduated high school yeah it was about a year 11 months July 14th or 13th like okay, I was I gave the example it was sometime in the middle of the night but that's the point of my time or my life that point in place, that time where I turned to repentance and faith and I was born again and that's the point of my life. And there's going to be many other events in my life, many other events I could put in my life, but that really was when I was, that was when I was born again and that's when I was spiritually alive. Now there's some evidences or um things you can think about when it comes to being born again. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. There are three evidences, three, three things to consider when doing this study with someone, three things that you can point them to. 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And let's see if I can find it. Here we go. First Timothy chapter two and verse four. It says, "Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth." So, one thing you can think about, and as an evidence, First Timothy two four, to be truly born again, you have to come to the truth. the truth. And throughout this study as we recap tonight, there's a lot of truth in the Bible pointing people to this is what the Bible says that you're lost. You don't have a relationship with God. You're an enemy of God. You need to come to that truth to the truth that Jesus is the only way salvation. Coming to the truth. That's one aspect of being bored again. Now turn to Second Peter three nine. Second Peter three nine. We see in this verse there is repentance that is involved. Again, we looked at that two weeks ago. 2 Peter 3.9, which says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For you to truly come to repentance, you have to acknowledge the truth and turn from yourself and turn to the truth. Repentance. Turning. So, to the truth. And turn in repentance, but turning to what? Turn to John, back to John, and this time to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 37. John chapter 6, verse 37. Which says, the Lord is not slack concerning... Oh, I just read that one. John 6, 37, not... Second Peter, all that the Father has given me, this is Jesus speaking shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will know in no wise cast out this is Jesus talking and the first part of that verse says all that the Father hath given me shall come to me you have to come to Christ come to Christ so I mean I mean that's That's repentance and faith right there. You have to believe. You have to come to the truth. You have to turn from your own way and turn to Christ. And that's what being born again means. Now, if you're doing this with someone one-on-one, you'll be like, okay, now here's your turn. Write out your timeline. Is there a point that you've come to the truth? and returned in, turned in repentance and faith and came to Christ, where in your life is this point of being born again? And they're honest, and they haven't. Hopefully they will be under conviction and just realize that point. And that's, again, the whole point of this Bible study is to draw a man to Christ. And here's the concluding thought is, okay, We've established the truth of what the Bible says. Now it's up to you to turn in repentance and faith. Christ has done what is needed for you to have eternal life. But you have to turn from yourself, turn from your idols, and believe in faith that Christ is the only way. And you leave them with a choice, and the choice is Jesus Hell. So that is the concluding um, last diagram in this book. Uh, If you would like one of these books, there's four or five on the back um, shelf in the library. I don't know if there's cards in them or not, but uh, you could check that out. But uh, just another tool uh, we can use to point people to Christ, an easy way to break down a Bible verse that might seem a little bit complicated, but you can draw it out, give examples, um, and point people to Christ and to the truth. Um, Now, yes, sir. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Mark Cahill. We had to it's a, so, you know, talk to somebody and say, So, what's next What after that? What, after that? what after? That's kind of an easy way to think about it. To, get to that, part, what that What that. Yeah. Your own armor together that you're with. And what I'm thinking of doing, not since some of you won't be here next week. Uh, I believe next week we will be uh, uh, just doing a focused uh, prayer time through it for the whole for the whole evening. But Lord willing, in two weeks we're going to look at what the Bible says about memorization. Some examples I have in my own life of the importance of memorization and how you might still remember something from third grade because of a way you memorize something. I'll have some examples of that. Um, But I was, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to use the Bible verses we looked at here the last 12 lessons um, and just Memorizing those, going over those, so you have it in your mind, have it in your head like okay here's here's the verses that we looked at, and here's a progression um, and just a way to draw some to Christ and then you can practice the Bible the um, the drawings so or make up your own drawings or whatever you want, but I believe we'll we'll be looking at some of the shorter verses well maybe some even the longer ones because some of those passages are important um but i believe we're gonna base our memorization schedule off of this book um and then uh we'll see where where that takes us from there